Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Today, um, we're continuing on with how we fight our battles. Who's been enjoying this series? I can tell you that I have been. I, I'm really loving what God's saying to the church at the moment. And, and I get to be a part of that because I get to find it out first and then look like I'm really smart. <laughs> Those who know me know that that's actually quite funny. Uh, thanks, team. What a great job. Well, haven't we got an awesome team? Um, thanks, Kim, for leading us. Your voice is profound. Um, yeah, gives me goosebumps when I hear some of these singers sing and some of these players play, hearing these guys on their keyboards playing. Matthew 5, 6, 7. I'm going to keep telling you. Who's been reading it? Yeah? yeah? Okay. You... Oh, please. If nothing else, this week, read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Who does a daily reading and does a devotional? Yep. Read Matthew 5, 6, and 7 this week. This is Jesus. Look, this wasn't just Jesus going, oh, got a bunch of disciples now. What am I going to do? Follow me, boys. Let's go up the mountain to just see what happens, eh? Wander up the mountain. Oh, oh, get up there. Okay, what can I say to these boys that can be really profound? Got to come up with something. No, this was ordained by the Father that he was going to reveal the fullness of the commandments along with the Father's heart for us so that we can live not just a good life with the Father, but live a good life with one another, be good citizens within our communities, and carry the anointing and the power of God. And it's all in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And it finishes up with, if you listen to my words and put them into practice, you're going to have a strong house. We pulled down a bit of this building yesterday. I was, as you can hear with my voice, I was up in the upper room. There's a few of us, you'll be able to tell, um, in the attic up there. And we thought the ceiling had all collapsed in at one point and we went, right, time to clean it up because the youth need an area where they can put their junk so it's not laying around out here because we're just sick of it. And, uh, <laughs> and so we got up there and we found out that a bunch of... Please, I'm not meaning to offend anyone here, but they were farmers and school teachers that decided to um, stop it out and put Jiprock up. And they spent so much money on Jiprock and no money on the foundation of the, the joists and the ceiling purlins that needed to hold this plaster in place. And they, they, were, they were like this, going through the ceiling. There were just bits of timber that they just chocked out. Oh, let's just shove that in there and whack a nail in it and uh, you could grab them and shake them. In, in fact, like Ken, um, Zach lent on one and it just sort of popped out of place. And, and I'm thinking, Matthew 7, Matthew 7, if you build on a strong foundation, when the winds come, the jip broke won't fall out of your attic. <laughs> so we have built a very strong foundation up there for our roof to go on, our ceiling to go onto. So we're continuing on that, how we fight our battles. How we fight our battles. Now, Ephesians 6 has got in here some incredible teaching. Again, this is, this is teaching. If you look at Matthew, sorry, Ephesians 5, be imitators of God. 
Be imitators of God as dearly loved children. Be imitators of God. Then it talks about wives and husbands. It talks about children and parents. It talks about slaves and masters, how we need to deal with our earthly um, capacities of being either a boss or an employee, a business owner, or somebody who's even just even on um, Centrelink at the moment, how you can actually exist in this world and, and do it well. And then it comes in at chapter 10. And this, this is where we're going to take it up from today. Is that okay? Yeah. I love the, the songs that we sang about faith, Kylie. What Kylie just did then with bringing Lucinda up. There's, I want to, that, that's part of what I want to talk about today as well, because this is what comes out in this. Finally, so it says all this stuff right through um, Ephesians 4, unity of the body of Christ, living, living as children of light. Um, you know, being imitators of God, wives, husbands, parents, masters, slaves, and then finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. So many times we try to be strong in our own mighty power and in our own capacity. But Paul here is saying, no, 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 no. Finally, be strong in the Lord. You can't be a good parent. You can't be a good child. You can't be a good wife. You can't be a good husband. You can't be a good imitator of God if you are trying to do it in your own strength. You've got to be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Oh, is that the wrong... Um, translation up there. Oh, it is too. There's a you in armour because you need to put your armour on. The full armour of God. I just copied and pasted that. So that you can take your stand. That word stand there means to with, um, withstand, to repel, to stand strong. So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. If you think that the government's giving you a bad shot, no, 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 no. It's the enemy conning you, making you think that the government's the ones in charge. They're not. You have authority over your emotions. You have authority over your mind. You have authority over your body. It's a, and it's interesting that the armor is broken down into three things. Twice. Twice. Three things that we need to stand in and three things that we need to take up. Three things that we stand in. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're made in His image. Mind, body and spirit. We're made in... So they protect our mind, they protect our soul and they protect our body. All these things, three things that we must stand in and that we must take up. And I'm not going to get through them today. So this is a, a two-parter. We just started. <laughs> Put on the whole armour. You can't just use part of it. See, this is a great sword, this one here. But can anyone see that it's not really, it's quite rusty. And, the, and it's actually the sword of the Spirit. That's what the Word of God says. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but I want to use this as an example. Am I dropping out? I'm good? Ah. Oh. I don't read my Bible near as much as what I should. I listen to it a lot. 
I have my headphones. People were coming up and talking to me yesterday, and I've got these Bluetooth headphones on because I was grinding and I was using an impact driver, and I just kept walking around with my earmuffs. You know, I jammed Jotham's finger in the door, didn't realize he was coming up behind me, and he was yelling and screaming, and I just shut that door and jammed. I'm listening to the Bible. And then I get upstairs, <laughs> and I turn my headphones off and take them off, and it automatically... My phone keeps talking and it's in my back pocket. And Adrian walks up and goes, Stephen, your butt is proclaiming the word of God. (laughs) Don't let your sword get rusty. Know how to use your sword. Be familiar with your sword. You know, a, a warrior actually needed on a daily basis. I sharpen the knives at home. I don't know how much. Because I use the knife and then I sharpen it. I've got, a, I've got a diamond steel that I just do my whole thing on. I look so cool doing it. One day after I came home from um, hospital when I had my appendix burst and I was affected by some medication, I decided to sharpen the knives. The kids came home and I'm there sharpening the knives. I must have had a bit of a weird look on my face because the kids walked in and they all sort of stopped at the door and I'm like... And they go... Are you all right, Dad? And I go, do I look all right? And I realised I freaked him out a little bit. We don't hone the Word of God for the Word of God's sake. We hone the Word of God in our lives for our sake so that it's sharp, it's ready to come forth at any time, to come forth... Take up the whole armour so that you will be ready to stand against the devil's schemes. So many of us aren't ready for the devil's schemes. And when they come, we think, that person offended me. No, 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 no. The enemy conned you into taking up offence. Oh, that person let me down. No, the enemy conned you into believing that they hold your self-esteem. Oh, that person shouldn't have done that. They made me angry. No, the enemy conned you into losing your joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Take up the full armour of God so that when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand, stand strong. So this word stand here, that we, there's three things that we need to stand in. The word stand, it says, that, so therefore, put on the full armour. This is verse 13 I'm up to now. Regan, you keeping up with me, boy? You're a gun. You worked so hard yesterday. Yeah. You're part of the team for when we finish. I don't know if you wanted to be, but we've got to do more. Um, <laughs> Therefore, put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, to withstand, to actually stand against. And after you've done everything, stand. So it says, so that you're able to stand your ground, and then when you've done everything, I can't take it anymore, I've, I've depleted everything, it then says, stand. Has anyone ever gone, why does it say that? Stand your ground, and then when you've done everything, now stand. Two different words. Let's have a look at them. The first one, stand, means to stand against. When you've done everything to stand against and oppose, to resist and withstand when you're holding your ground. And after you've done everything, the next word, to stand, actually means to abide, 
to appoint, to bring, to continue, to, to, to dwell in the covenant on, to establish, to hold up. It's the same word that comes in next to um, stand with the belt of truth. So keep that in mind. It's, not, it's actually a passive or horizontal posture. So it means, I think I've got a picture of this, have I? No, I haven't. To lay prostrate on the ground, to kneel, to submit, to surrender. When you've done everything to stand, withhold, to stand your ground, to withstand, now surrender to God. Surrender to Him. Don't keep fighting and then thinking you've got to fight because you're going to be in fight or flight. You're going to get burnt out. The God, God says, come into my rest. Come into my rest. So when you've done everything to stand, rest. Lay prostrate. Get on the floor. Um, you don't have to do it literally, but do you know what? It helps. It really does something to you. I love when we have soap nights, when we, the last soap night we had just to kneel on the, the floor or to lay on the floor because you just, you're, you're submitting to God. You're, you're absolutely just giving yourself up. It's a um, horizontal posture. It means to, to take advice. To appoint, to bow, to commit, to allow something to be conceived in your life, to give. Generosity is birthed in you laying prostrate. Putting yourself low is actually a generous position. To kneel down, to lay, um, to, to purpose, to set forth, to settle, to sink down. Okay, there's, there's a lot of things in there, but that's what it all means when you take hold of this word. I love words. Words are so powerful. I, I pray today that you grab a, a deeper element and a greater concept out of what the Word of God is trying to say to us by the fullness of what all these words say. So then it says, stand firm then. We're Stand firm then. So this is prostrate. Surrender with the belt of truth. Now, there's different... What, when I say belt, what comes to mind? Like, who's got a belt? I've got this really cool one. It's, it's leather, but it's got elastic in it. It's really comfortable to wear. Except when you try and find the loop, there's no loops. you just got to jam it in there and try and... You should hear me trying to put this on when I'm in a hurry. <laughs> Sounds like Daffy Duck sometimes. <laughs> Stand firm with the belt of truth. There's, there's some belts of truth. I've got a picture here. This is a bit of a funny one. The different belts of truth. Have you got this? Okay, so this is the... Have you noticed the height of belts in fashion? You've got the youth group. This is an American one. I apologize again. We should have an Australian version of this. Youth group, belts down low. As you're going through, you know, get married, belts sort of take their normal position. As you get older, the belts get higher. I had a boss once. I called him Periscope. Oh, I was very disrespectful of me. But everyone laughed. They thought it because I said he needed Periscope to see over the top of his pants. Because um, he did. He wore them up here. He was Italian. I don't know where he got those really tall. They were suits too. You're like, did you bring them from Italy? Like, I, I've never seen any for sale around here. But it's not a little belt to hold up our pants or to keep our clothes in place or just to hold a dagger or a, or a sword or anything like that. The, the belt actually had um, a, a place. So we've got a picture of a belt. I apologize for the, the un-G-rated version of it. But, 
I took a photo of myself in the mirror. Uh, but the belt wasn't skinny. It wasn't a skinny little belt. It's actually a thick belt. Um, the gladiators, these were the only things they wore. And it actually went right around their groin and came right up here. It covered their total abdomen. And not only that, it had... Um, it had leather straps that went down because the swords that they used weren't swords for stabbing, they were swords for slashing. So when somebody came through, they'd be slashing at their legs coming through to try and get it and the leather would actually, it would bounce off the leather. The leather straps would protect their, their groin and protect their femoral arteries. You know, if you get your femoral artery severed, you, you die within a minute. Like all your blood just goes out and you're dead. So the belt of truth, it's interesting that it's the belt of truth that protects our vital organs and our reproductive organs. This is really powerful. Our fruitful organs, where we get our nutrition from, where we get our medicine from, it's all in our organs in here. So this is all the truth protects our body. Oh, this is so profound. Like, I, and this is something that we stand in the truth. It's not, a, it's not by mistake that it's truth because this is one of the, the greatest weapons that the enemy comes at us with is deception. He is the father of all lies, it says in John. Um, and uh, I'm going ahead of my notes here, so I just got to... Um, truth is so important to our existence. It's important to our prosperity. In a current affair during the week, I just saw one ad where they were talking about how people are getting upset that there are con artist psychics out there. They're not real psychics, they're con artist psychics. And people have handed over tens and tens, one lady $80,000 to this con artist psychic. She went to this psychic to get a truthful reading and this person ripped her off. If you, if you aren't girded up with the truth, if you aren't protecting your life source, your prosperity, your fruitfulness, because you're, you're going to get ripped off in so many areas. Have you ever walked into the aisles in the supermarket and all the packaged processed food yells at you, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I've got nine times your daily um, supply of um, Niacin. Who even knows what niacin is? All the set breakfast cereals say you need niacin. And I'm going, what is niacin? Where do we get niacin from? It's, it's a real thing. It's not a fake thing. It's really there. But they all scream at you. You go into the vegetable section. So quiet. <laughs> Produce. Nothing's screaming at you. You walk back into the, you know, oh, I've got this. No salt, no sugar, no added flavorings. It's all natural. And you're like, if it was natural, why are you in a, in a bottle? Why are you in it? Oh, sorry, that's, I'm getting away from him. I'm getting a bit carried away there. But where am I up to? Truth is so important to our very existence, to our prosperity, to our nutrition, to our health. If somebody tells you the wrong information about your health and you take on that word, like, I even know that there are some people that have had um, diagnosis given to them and immediately they, they take on that diagnosis and they say, that's it, 
I now have this. And that's their proclamation. And do you know what? You're deceived in that. Because the, the word of God actually says, um, Jesus said, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We think that facts and truth are the same. They're not. They're not at all. In fact, our, our facts flow out of truth. When you're established to know the truth, the facts flow out of that. Not the facts, and then your truth is going to flow out of that. We got it the wrong way around. It's not just give me the facts, ma'am. It's like, tell me what the truth is, and then I'll be able to make the facts up out of it. The truth about the world, the truth about creation, isn't based on theories that we've thought up. The truth of creation is creation. It's God that made it, he formed it, he put it into existence. And we think we're fine and stuff out about it now. No, we're not. We're not making stuff up. It's, our, it's already been there. It's always stood there. Yes. It protects us. Truth is so important to our mental health, to our physical health and our emotional health. Truth both secures us and it gives us freedom at the same time secures us belt of truth it secures us and it makes us free at the same time because when these guys were fighting and you've got your shield up and you've got your sword in your hand you're exposed you could be belting someone off with something parrying with another thing you're exposed but because of the belt of truth bang sword can't get through You've got it there. But it doesn't just say stand with the belt of truth. It says stand with the belt of truth um, firmly in place and then goes on to say, what's the next part? Yes, with, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Where's my breastplate? Who's somebody that I can fit this on? Ken. Kenny hasn't been up here for a while. Go on, give him a go. Kenny, will this fit you? I reckon it will. Come on, Kenny. 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 For those that know Seinfeld, Kenny. I've got to put this chain around your neck at the same Here, stand around. Is this going to fit you? Oh, look at that. Yeah, just hold it on there. So the belt of truth, just imagine that he's... He's that guy up there. Look at his legs. That's about right. And he's got the... So you're, you've got your, your whole abdomen and your groin done. But then the, that's the truth. Then the breastplate of righteousness. See, we think... This is the thing. We think that the facts flow... That truth flows out of facts. And that righteousness flows out of good behavior. My righteousness is because... I do good things and I follow good behavior and I do good stuff here and I do good stuff there. The Word of God says your righteousness, your good works are just filthy rags. Good works flow out of righteousness. And this is, this is the area where our breath comes from. This is the area that, where our blood is pumped through. This is our heart, our lungs. Yes, yes, everything is in here like that you need to keep moving and keep there. So nutrition, health, everything there. And this is blood pumping around up here. So our righteousness protects our heart. Our righteousness protects our breath, our spirit, our soul. And then, oh, thank you, Ken. I don't want you to have to stand there for too long. Thank you for Sam Sperry for lending me his um, half suit of armor. So stand. 
yielded, surrendered to the truth. Stand, yielded, surrendered to the righteousness of God in Christ. So many think, oh, but I've done something wrong, or I've had a bad thought, or I've behaved poorly. No, 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 no. Let your righteousness, get it, an awareness of righteousness. Get an awareness of truth, and the facts will flow out of that. I know some people in this church that have had a diagnosis given to them saying, you have this, and it's going to kill you very soon. These people have never spoken of it. These people refuse to proclaim its name. These people have actually never, ever even told other people what it is that they've got because they said, it's not mine. I'm not taking it on. And it has never advanced. It hasn't gone forward. There are other people here that have received diagnosis and been prayed for and been told, oh, this chemotherapy that you're going to have won't actually kill the disease. It won't stop the tumour. It won't even shrink the tumour. It just may save the tumour, like keep the tumour where it is so that we can get a transplant ready for you. He's sitting right here. His wife is the person that's got it. And then they go down there and it's been how many months? Nine months now that when she went back, they scanned her body and went, tumour's gone. Tumour's gone. And we were talking about it during the week and going, there's got to be something in it. There's got to be something in this faith thing. Because they said it won't even shrink it. It won't kill it. It may just hold it at bay. And they weren't even certain of that. And it disappeared. That just blows my mind. I tell him, I go, I can't work that out, Zach. That is just flat out unreal. That's a miracle right there. Because there's no other evidence in science that can proclaim that. So we stand with the belt of truth. We stand with the breastplate of righteousness. And we stand with our feet. Now, sandals weren't just little sandals. They were actually, they had, they had um, armour on the front of them. Now, we need protection for our peace. Our peace comes out of Jesus. Our peace comes out of our truth our righteousness and our peace. Peace, you know, our emotional well-being, you know, peace doesn't flow out of our emotional well-being, okay? We get an awareness of the peace of God and our emotional well-being flows from that. Okay, we got it the wrong way around. The, the truth flows from facts and righteousness flows from good works. No, it's the other way around. Righteousness is established. We get an awareness of who we are in Christ Jesus and then... Because of his kindness, it leads us to repentance. We get words spoken over us. They may be the facts, but the truth is that by his stripes I am healed. The truth is that God is greater, that he can make all things work together for good. That's the truth. And out of that comes the facts. And peace doesn't flow from us being, oh, I finally got rid of all my problems, so therefore, if I can only just get this done, then it'll be smooth sailing. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You get an awareness of the peace of God. You have an encounter with the peace of God. And then out of that flows your emotional well-being. I get worked up sometimes about things, and then I go, oh, what am I doing? The Word of God, Philippians says, don't be anxious about anything. But in every, I haven't been praying about it. Father, 
Thank you that you've got this in control. Thank you, Father, that you're bigger than this. Thank you, Father, that you foresaw this. You knew this was going to happen and you were going to make me stronger through this. You're going to hone me through this. I'm going to be a sharp individual. And not only that, I'm going to be fruitful for other people. So I'm going to be able to share this truth with other people. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus even said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father. And what he's actually saying is, this is the way to the Father. Me, living my life as an example, my teachings as an example, my heart for the, of the Father expressed to you is an example of who the Father is. You're not going to get it unless you come through the way it is. And when you look at it, the whole thing about this, we're not disemboweled, we're not sliced open because of truth and because of righteousness and because we're our feet. Wherever we go, doesn't matter if we're going into bad territory, doesn't matter if we're going into demonically um, infused territory, we've got peace because our feet are covered with peace and that nothing can stab through it. Worst thing to steal your peace is a little tiny prickle. You ever had a little, t- and I, I go, Kylie, I've got like a, a log in my foot. Can you? And she goes, we're going to have to dig that out. No, mom, I don't want to dig out. Got to get the needle. No, not the needle. Then she gets it out and she goes, here it is. That's the little thing that was causing me so much discomfort and stealing my joy and my peace. You know what I'm talking about, a little tiny thing like that. And that's why our feet need to be shod with the readiness of the gospel, the good news of peace. The good news is that Jesus came once and for all. The good news is the sacrifice made where one man let sin into the world, one man dealt with it, one innocent man dealt with it once and for all. Uh, God's perspective about truth and righteousness is totally different to ours, it's I've done it all out of whack, but I needed to say that. (laughs) In addition to this, Ephesians 6, and I'm going to finish up with this one. We'll go into the next one. Ephesians 6, in addition to all this, so we, we stand with the belt of truth. We stand with the righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. We stand, we surrender, we submit, we allow it to be conceived into our lives, the truth, the righteousness, the peace of God. We allow that to be infused and we surrender to it. And we, because I can tell you now, you can fight it and you can, do you know that I was reading during the week at how Paul was talking about some people are fighting out of their own emotions. Like there are there are churches fighting against churches with attitude back in his day because they all have their own attitudes and everything like that. He says, don't have anything to do with them. You live your life focused on Jesus. Don't worry about any of that other stuff. And then he says, in addition to this, take up the shield of faith. Now, I, I looked up to try and find what was the most representative. Um, they had round shields. The Romans had long shields, but the the, um, the Israelites actually had round shields and they got into bronze and, and yeah, it would have been bronze, wouldn't it? Bronze shields. Now, the amazing thing about these is that the word here, take up. Now, we're to take up. We're going to stand in truth, righteousness and peace, surrendered, submitted to it. But we need to take up. That word take up here means to receive to take into, to take unto, to take up, to get hold of from being offered to you. So it's offered, take it up. 
Don't, don't not take it up. The shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. Take up these things. It says here to seize it, to accept it, to be amazed by it. Isn't it amazing when somebody tells a truth about a breakthrough in God? Have faith. You can be amazed by it. What's the next part? Where am I up to? Um, they, I think these definitions are on there, aren't they, Regan? It means to assay. A-double-S-A-Y. Assay means by examination and determination of the characteristics of faith, of the sword of the Spirit, and of salvation. These are all the take up. Determine, look at, examine the characteristics of it. What is it? What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. What does that mean? Study it. Examine the characteristics of it. Read Hebrews 11. By faith, by faith, by faith. What does salvation mean? Salvation means wholeness. Salvation means completeness. Take up these things. Um, Used, and it, this is the thing that it gets into, used distributively, severally or locally. Callum, can you come up here? There is a thing that I know they're not the same shields. This is his. This is mine. He's a big boy. Now, you use the shield to defend yourself, so you have the, you have the little one. So if you came in, we're not going to smash through it. So if you're coming in, faith isn't just a defensive thing, even though it says here that it will, disting- it will actually extinguish the, the, the flaming arrows. But you come in, bang, you've got that there. And you'd be coming at him like this, smack into the head. There's so many ways that you can defend yourself. But that's when you're individually. But also, there was a thing called a phalanx. We're going to show the picture up here where they locked shields and made a shield wall. It's a shield of faith. We're not meant to stand alone. We're meant to lock our shields together, encourage one another. And this was then an impenetrable wall that if somebody came, and what they'd do is they would lock down and when the enemy came at them, they'd be pushing against them. What they'd do is... Getting a little bit excited. Jab. Someone drops to the ground. We'd push through them. Eh, he's dead. Jab. They, they had swords. They had shields with bits cut out so they could just stab through it and get through it. The shield of faith was not just to be used alone. It was meant to be linked together side by side. We're meant to encourage one another, build one another up in the faith, be strong in the faith, locked together in faith. I love that picture. Look at that. Isn't that an awesome picture? Thank you, my son. Take up the shield of faith. I want to encourage you in your faith today. Faith comes by hearing. I'm now doing this thing where I'm, I'm listening to the Bible and reading it at the same time. I'm taking it in so much more. I have to slow his voice down, though, because I'm a bit of a slow reader. <laughs> Because when I listen to it, I, really, I listen to it at nearly twice its normal speed. And if you get into the car with me, it's like you, you think that one of Alvin and the chipmunks is actually reading the Bible to him. Because he's like, in the beginning, what's the word? And the word was it gone? The gun. <laughs> but I'm, my spirit's still absorbing it. My faith is growing because I'm hearing it. And you might think you can't take it in. You can. You can. 
Subliminal, even if it was subliminal, you couldn't hear it, your spirit still being able to take it in and absorb it. So I want to encourage you, don't have a dull sword. Use your sword. Use your sword. The next one is that we take up our sword, but I'm going to do that next week because I'm already five minutes over. But this week, read Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7. Read through those, those verses because this is where all of the fighting our battles comes from. There is so much truth in that. I want to pray for faith today. Can you, if you're able to stand, can you stand with me this morning? The Word of God says that, that we are all given a deposit of faith. But then it says that we need to add to our faith. As well, there are seven things that scripture actually encourages us to add to our faith. Study that, examine that, look at the characteristics of what that means to add to your faith things. I'm not going to go into that because I could, but put on the whole armor of God. Don't just use little bits and pieces, have the whole armor of God. Now, this isn't the armor we're talking about, this came centuries later, but the armor that they had was so they could move quickly that they were flexible, they could go anywhere, it didn't weigh them down, that the leather was strong, the leather was, they got into bronze and the, the breastplate that they, they put on actually ended up being little um, bronze phalanx. So they're all little shields because there's a time where you hear about one of the kings getting shot with an arrow and it made its way through a, a link, one of the links in his armour. But the shield of faith, shield of faith, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. That word please doesn't just make, mean make him happy. It actually means to complete everything that he's done for you. Let's just raise our hands this morning. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that, that witnesses and, and confirms the word, your word in our life. And regardless of where we are standing, where we're just... If we're just getting to know who Jesus is, or maybe we don't even know that there's a God and we're not even believing in Him yet, Father, thank You for Your Holy Spirit moving on lives this morning and on that faith deposit in each individual's life. Father, I thank You for it being birthed larger. I thank You for an increase of faith. And where the disciples said to Jesus, Oh Lord, increase our faith. Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit right now. Increasing faith. I thank you for where we're going through trials, that we wouldn't just look at those trials as, as some sort of um, harsh thing, but Father, we'd look at those trials as an opportunity to apply our faith, to look for answers in your word, to seek out what you desire of us in that season, in this season. If we're going through tough times or we're soaring high, Father, I ask for faith to be able to see through and push through to the next level because you're a God from glory to glory that you're building us. The, the good old days weren't yesterday. The good old days are still coming, Father, because because your heart for each one of us, that we grow and we mature, that we get stronger, that we grow taller and we are more fruitful. I thank you for the shield of faith that, that extinguishes all the fiery darts, that, that actually stops those arrows from the enemy getting through and piercing any area of our, of our weaknesses or any of our organs. Father, I thank you that you protect us, body, soul, spirit, Father, your word protects us, every aspect of it, three parts. 
that you protect our breath, our spirit. You protect our body, our organs, and you protect our mental health, Lord, our souls with, our, with peace. I thank you for peace in people's lives. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.